2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
4: socal's country station 951k frog i'm pepper this is spirit of the ie a new novel from popular children's author Christine Platt and filmmaker Catherine Wiginton-Green explores the intentional friendship between neighbors of different backgrounds, both upper-class stay-at-home moms who are both tasked with making a blank friend fill in either white or black accordingly. The result is a social satire called Rebecca, not Becky. And the authors are on the line to tell us more. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having Thank us. for having us. If you would start by giving us an outline of this book.
5: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you, got at the heart of it, we had we really wanted to look at friendship and race and motherhood and all of those things and how they intersect. And we meet two women, two protagonists. One is DeAndrea Whitman and the other is Rebecca Mylan. And they each have their own preconceived notions about what it means to be white and black and other races. And Rebecca wants to be a really great ally and do a lot of great anti-racist work in the community. And DeAndrea has moved to this all white community and is trying to find friendships and support in the wake of some pretty common struggles that she has. And so we see these two women come together who seemingly might not have anything in common, but are brought together by their children becoming good friends. And we see how their lives start to intersect.
4: So 2024 marks four years since George Floyd died. Where do we go from here? How do we show up for one another? I mean, that's one of the
0: things that we're hoping to explore with readers in this book, right? We want them to continue to have these tough conversations, continue to see that same level of interest and anger and disgust at inequities, right? In our society, right? Like we, we want folks to understand that that was just one moment in time that was particularly highlighted just given the vulnerabilities that we all were facing during that time, right? Like we're all at home, there's more visibility, right? Like it was very much present And something that was unavoidable for all of us to, we had to bear witness to it. But this work, this movement has been going on for a long time. The work was started before us. We are in the midst of moving the ball forward in our own way. And we want this work to continue, right? And so what we're hoping is that folks like Rebecca Not Becky and the conversations that it fosters will help folks move this work forward, right? Like that is what we need and want folks to do.
4: I'm honored to be part of the diversity, equity, and inclusion team here at Odyssey. One of the things that our team has been discussing is whether we should be moving away from the performance of anti-racism and instead toward relationship building. What are your thoughts on that? That's a great question to be asking. This is really where the work lies. When we only think about
5: diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, liberation, (laughs) equitable access, all of those things that we're working towards, if we only think about those in terms of the sound bites that we hear in the media, if we only think about them in the squares that we see on Instagram, and we're only learning that way, then what we're not doing is actually engaging in real community work with one another. And so even though we need to read all the books that help us understand the analysis and history of structural racism in the U.S., that we can understand how we got to where we are today and and how we might be able to course correct and make change. We can read the books, we can watch the documentaries, we can listen to the podcasts, we can do all that learning, which is really important. But it's in the work together in the relationships we have where we start to make meaning the analysis and make meaning of the history and make meaning of the structures and really do better. So we can't actually make change within our organizations or in our communities if we can't actually have these conversations with each other and be able to talk about what it means to make change and make sure that we're doing it in the right way and not creating more harm when we think that we're helping.
4: So how do we strike a balance between being colorblind and being color obsessed? <laughs>
0: you know, it's so funny this you know, the the term colorblind and
4: just the ways in
0: which it has been used historically and then more recently, right? I think folks are moving away from this I, they understand that we don't want anyone to be colorblind, right? I know that that is also a very real medical condition. There are folks who literally can't see color. We are talking about in the context of race and racism, right? And what we now know is those of us that grew up hearing things like colorblind, I don't see color. What we know is that that is actually harmful, right? Like, I want you to see me as a black woman, but I want you to see me as all of me. As a black woman, right? Like, I don't want you to ignore my race. And that is something that Catherine and I were very, very intent on doing with this novel. We wanted Rebecca, not Becky, to show the complexities of what it means to be a human being, right? And through the lenses of these two women, what does it mean to come from an impoverished life and now have affluence? What does it mean to be a mother? to be a caregiver, to be a wife, right? Like all of these nuances that, sorry, identities that they are navigating in their lives. We want readers to see themselves and say, Deandra is more than just black, right? Like look at the wholeness of her. We wanted to create very realistic and holistic characters. And so colorblind, we don't want you to be colorblind. We just want you to see beyond the color, honor, acknowledge, respect, and that I am black and all of the history and generational, this this parts of me, that what that means, the culture, what that means, but I need you to see all of me, the whole of me.
4: Tell us about the joy of interracial friendship. So I can speak to that, um, but I imagine Christine will want to as well. Right now, I'll say that this book
5: came from interracial friendship. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to birth this book together if we hadn't been friends. Rebecca, one of the main characters, the white main character in the book, she really wants to have a Black friend. She sees this as the key to unlocking all of her diversity efforts that she's been working toward in her community, that she wants to prove to her children that she's a good person, that she cares about diversity. And this becomes very important to her. She wants to atone for past mistakes in her life where she may have hurt other people of color. But what happens is that when DeAndre moves to her town, and she sees DeAndre as someone who really is there just to serve that purpose of making Rebecca feel better about the lack of diversity in her life. And so she really tokenizes DeAndre and sees her as just an object that can fulfill some need or, or desire that she has, rather than understanding that here's this woman who has moved to their community, who is lonely, who has marital struggles and family struggles, and she's got a young daughter, and she's at a crossroads in her life where she's trying to figure out what it means to think through whether or not she wants to identify as you know more than a mom and more than a caregiver and more than someone who is just there to serve all the needs of the people in her family. And Rebecca, she only focuses on DeAndre's role in her life as making her feel good about having diversity in her life. And she misses out on finding someone who can support her and whom she can support in terms of all of those struggles that come with life, with parenting, with marriage, with taking care of aging parents with being a solid community member. And so the joy of interracial friendship really is all the possibilities that can arise when we really see one another as human and understand that we can support each other and we don't have to only see each other as what our race is. I don't have anything to add to that. That's perfect. <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> I'm speaking with Christine Platt and Catherine Wigington Green, authors of a new book called Rebecca, Not Becky. How would you say this book is sneaky? <laughs>
0: Uh, those are <laughs> Catherine's words. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, share. Yeah. Okay, sure. So I
5: think what's sneaky about it is that it, it looks like a beach read. It looks like this really easy, accessible book, which it is. So we, we're sneaky in that we're saying, okay, here is a complex and layered story that is informed by deep analysis and understanding of the history and contemporary manifestation of structural racism in America. But we have wrapped it in a beach read, in a story, in a plot, in characters who are very relatable and accessible, and we're entertained by it. And we're having fun with ourselves and with characters, kind of poking fun at a little bit of the performance of anti-racism, the absurdity of it in many ways in terms of the fact that we want to only learn about certain issues on social media. But then say, okay, let's actually go a little bit deeper. And at every layer of this book, there's an invitation to go a little bit deeper and deeper into understanding these issues, what they mean for each of us and how we can learn from this book to show up for others better in our communities.
4: To that point, how can we take the issue of racial injustice seriously while not taking ourselves too seriously? I mean,
0: I think that's what we show with these characters, right? And it's essentially what we do every day. You mentioned earlier, like this performance of anti-racism, right? I mean, I think there was highly a performative aspect to it in 2020, right? But I mean, most of us, even even those of us who are practitioners, we are not walking around in this space of seriousness a hundred percent of the time, right? Like we find levity in the midst of our work in the midst of our lives right and that levity is important some of the stuff that we think that we say that we ask each other it actually is funny and I and I think that you know that's what we really wanted to show in the book you know having conversations about race and racism yeah they can be challenging at times but they don't always have to be just this heavy weighted ugly discussion right like let Talk about how we are able to have these conversations. Let's show readers what these conversations can look like and how sometimes, yeah, it is bumpy, it is uncomfortable, right? But that is what gets us to a place of understanding, of trust, of being able to say, listen, I want you to see all of me. And you say that you do, so I have to be honest with you and let you know how what you just did made me feel or what I just saw made me feel, right? And so, you know, I want readers and we want readers to really understand that it's okay to laugh at yourself a little bit, right? It's okay to understand that we are all in the midst of our own journeys of learning and growing, and that is all a part of the process, and that we all just have to st- extend not only others' grace,
1: we also need to extend some grace to ourselves.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: What can children teach us about race and friendship?
5: Well, in the novel, children do this in really beautiful ways. For DeAndrea and her daughter Nina... You know, DeAndre is really reluctant to make friends with the white woman in her daughter's school. She has past experience that makes her reluctant to do that and a little bit nervous about having her daughter go into their homes because she's bringing with her the history and the background and the baggage from her own life. And then Rebecca is also, you know, she sees that all of her efforts for diversity and equity and inclusion within their community are falling short when her children take her to task and really challenge her on whether or not she actually does care about diversity because they don't really have any diversity in their lives. And so then here we are, we have these two five-year-old girls, each of their daughters who become friends, and it forces them together, these women, because the children want to be friends and they aren't carrying the same kind of baggage. And it's a really beautiful thing because otherwise these women might not have actually had an occasion to really, truly start to form a relationship.
4: How would you like us to get your book? Uh, you can get our book wherever books are sold. Uh,
0: Rebecca Not Becky is available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook. Uh, You can get it at your local library. You can get it on Kindle. More than anything, we just want folks to pick up the book and read it, read it with friends, read it with family, and have conversations around it. And so, yeah, wherever books are sold,
2: pick it up.
4: Thank you so much for talking with us today, and we can't wait to read your book. Thank Thank you you for having us.